Hi, everyone. This is the Loose Impediments Podcast. My name is Liz. And my name is Maya. And in all of our ingeniousness, um, we recorded our first episode but forgot to do an intro. So this is the intro. Um, Famously, uh, on our first episode, we discuss uh, what's on my golfing mind, which is the player impact program and how much bullshit it is. Maya, what do you think? What are your thoughts? You know, I really think it's doing this amazing thing of growing the game specifically for those millionaires who are already at the top of the game and have several majors under their belt after an illustrious career. We love white men. I think it's really, really wonderful that we're continuing to reward them for the greatness that they've given the golf world. Um, You know, button-down golf shirts from Mizzen and Maine. Like, God, what a style icon. I mean, can we talk about the brown pinstripe pants when Phil famously won and he jumped? His vertical jump was so high, both literally and figuratively for all cis hetero white men um, and golfers alike. I mean, it was, what, four inches? It's truly that vertical leap. I, I And I mean, I think this all really points to why the player impact program is important and why Phil really, really was deserving of that as opposed to, you know, anybody else who is struggling to keep their card on the PGA Tour. Yes. Um, or, you know, women, <laughs> any other. Yeah, I don't Literally know. anybody else. Anyone Literally else. anybody Any other who, group besides uh, a man that has been playing on the PGA tour for fucking 35 years or whatever. Um, So that being said, sit back, enjoy. Bye. I had a reduced fat turkey bacon sandwich from Starbucks this morning when I went to Five Iron Golf to golf. Shout out to Five Because Iron. this podcast is about golf. Mm. Famously. Famously, it is about golf. Um, can I say that I've always been very, uh, you know, like I heavily fuck with a Starbucks breakfast sandwich. Always have, always will. Oh, yeah. You know, it's also, like... I- well, I was just going to say, I recently discovered Wawa breakfast sandwiches, like their Sizzlers, which like, yes, it's gas station food. But at the same time, it was very delicious when I was running to my 1030 a.m. class at 1025. <laughs> <laughs> I love, actually, that's such a mood, like showing up, like sprinting through the door and you have like coffee and food that like clearly yep. that's why you're late to wherever you're yep. going. And you're like. Sorry, traffic was awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sorry, there was a slowdown on the L. Like, my bad. Sorry. And it was just me taking forever to get out <laughs> was, of bed. It was because there was one person standing in line of me at uh, the fucking Sheets, not Wawa, Sheets. Wa- yeah, Sam is a Sheets girl, too. It's the, the mac and cheese bites is <laughs> our number one from sheets do you know growing up in fucking the sticks of pennsylvania we would go the always the move was to go have like four beers at one of the two bars in town on the way home sheets and i would just shovel 
mac and cheese bites. Like, in the slot, let it all fall down. It was so good. Liz, what's on your golfing mind? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. And it's just the hot, budding romances of all the players, like Brooks and Bryson, that are undiscussed. Anyway, no, that's that I know, like famously, that's always on my golfing mind is like, when are Brooks and Bryson gonna kiss? But right? yeah, that's not, that's not on the forefront of my, that's not in my, what's this part of your brain? Frontal lobe. That's not on my frontal lobe this morning. What is on the frontal lobe for me this morning is the fact that Phil Mickelson won that stupid player impact award. And sure, like, okay. Phil Mickelson does have an impact and he has an impact on the fact that he pisses me the fuck off all the time. So he's so nice though. No, no. <laughs> look, Maya, look, you play golf with the just guy to, once. Just to play devil's advocate uh, because I am best friends with Phil Mickelson after playing with him exactly Phil one Dickelson. time. Wow. He drinks coffee like, you know, a champion and has those calves. Okay, so I don't know why you do- <laughs> This is why I don't like this man. Because it's like, dude, you're over 50 years old. And while I really commemorate, you know, and appreciate a healthy lifestyle, I guess, after we were just talking about <laughs> Taco Bell and Chicken Nuggets. Gas station. <laughs> I appreciate a healthy lifestyle, but like Phil has not aged gracefully. You know what I'm saying? Like You think? We, Wait, now we, I'm going to look him up. I think that Phil is clearly wearing a skin suit. And maybe he used his $8 million bonus, $8 million award, ridiculous, to buy a new skin suit. But I think I he do, did age gracefully. Sorry, I do not mean to keep interrupting you. <laughs> I think that I think that Phil um, is the prime example of the type of person that says grow the game, but does actually nothing to grow the game. And that's my hot take. That's not even that hot of a take. I think it's really true. Like I, I think that my my issue with the player impact program is that, and I talked about this uh, recently on my Instagram live, is that it doesn't actually have an impact. And it also, like, the criteria for who wins the award does not actually signify a player having an impact. So... What... I'm looking up the, the like, criteria. criteria. Yeah. It's pretty lame. Um, The criteria is based on a five-point system, like a five-area system. So one of the areas are Google searches... Oh my god, I hate this already. One of the areas is um, TV time. So how uh, often the player is shown on TV. Uh, And then the other... It's all based on, like, media exposure. And that's supposed to determine a player's impact. So... That makes literally no sense. That's just like marketing bullshit. And I honestly, I really wonder if it's just an incentive to keep players from going to like these other tours that, you know, the world is trying to create. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this just a way that 
you know, you can dangle the carrot in front of PGA Tour players to prevent them from going to, let's say, like the European Tour or, you know, whatever. But then... But wouldn't you still have an impact? Like, if you won on the European Tour, like, a million times... Or if you had, like, a certain storyline on the European Tour, like, you would still have an impact on, like, Google searches... And if you're playing on the European tour, you're 100% playing in at least some PGA tour events. I I don't know. That's actually a good, well, if the, it, so I'm sure it's since the PGA tour is awarding it, they probably don't count European tour players unless they play on the PGA tour as well. You know what I'm saying? But like I they, feel like it's like the majority of players who are on the European tour are also like not everybody obviously yeah. but like a majority i would assume so too i guess i think i think the biggest one of the biggest issues that i also have with it apart from it actually not having an impact like two two issues that i have one it's never going to be a player i'm not going to say that somebody deserves this award over another player because that's not my fucking job but like and plus, like, I can't also quantify somebody's deservedness based on my own personal opinion, but c'est la vie. Um, famously, I speak French. I think that it's impossible. And Russian. <laughs> and Russian. Can you say that in Russian? <clears throat> no. But I can say... Dasvidaniya. <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> Wait, is that even it? <laughs> wow, too soon. <laughs> Too, too soon. soon. Think about all those too dogs soon. that are radioactive free, but are still that running around. HBO Chernobyl. Max show just came out. It's too soon to be talking about Chernobyl. I like to push buttons. You know what I'm saying? Hot <laughs> takes. Hot takes. <laughs> Not radioactive buttons. But I think um, back on topic here. I do think that. Um, so, no, I don't think that I can, you know, say somebody deserves it over another person, but it's never going to go to a player um, that, quote, needs it. You know, like, it's it's never going to go... It's always going to go to a player like Phil, Tiger, who came in second, um, somebody like DJ, somebody like Justin, like, players that already have these Rory, you know, Daddy Rory... But like it's I love him. It's always gonna go to a player like that who's already super fucking rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's never gonna go to a player that is on the cusp of losing their card based on the money list. You know, like it's well, yeah. this doesn't go towards their money list, you know, earnings anyway, but like it's it's never gonna go to a player like Harry Higgs, who I think is actually really fun and makes golf interesting, or fucking um you know it's it's just never going to go to a player that like people actually want to well i shouldn't say that people who was, actually want to watch but who was the dude who got the farmer's exemption and then oh my god and then didn't he get an exemption into the open at tory also last year yeah what the, well not an exemption because you don't you have or to, not an ex- he qualified he qualified what the is his name he wears he got an exemption through a qualification a monday q famously he wears studs when he plays because was it the same guy that he tested positively for covid and then had to withdraw 
Oh my God. Are you on because, that? Are, are you looking this up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. I, That's what I'm okay. Saying. Yeah. Like somebody, somebody cool like that, you know, like somebody who actually like winning an award like that could change the course, <clears throat> course of their career. Leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm funny, but okay. I think his name is Kamayu Johnson. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. So, like, if a player like that, who I actually don't know if he has full time PGA Tour status, like the whole bullshit he's a PGA. Is, yeah. So I think the whole the and one of the qualifications is that you have to play in at least five uh, tournaments in a PGA Tour season. Wait. So the. That's literally just, it makes no sense because, well, one, the fact that they're calling it the player impact program makes no sense because it's not incentivizing, it's not doing any actual incentivizing of like growing the game or providing more eyes on the game because it's like, people already know who Phil is. People already know, Tiger didn't even play in a fucking tournament this year. He came in second. He came in second. His season last year. Or 2019, I guess, because... Yeah, because he hasn't played in almost two years. Um, It's ridiculous. And it's also, like... Yes. I I mean, like... Also... Sorry, I have so many thoughts about this. But it's, like, when you're thinking about impact, like, what are you actually meaning? Because, like, the PGA Tour and, like, those individuals are already getting a lot of... We could have a shit ton of sponsorship deals. What, like, Phil has been with Callaway for fucking ever. Right. Um, you know, he has this KPMG. stupid... Yeah, KPMG. Um, like, all of that stuff. So why? Like, why, like, what is the impact that's happening here? Because you're not bringing any new traffic into it, and you're not bringing any new eyes into the game. Absolutely And it's not. like... And then what impact does it give him? Like... If you yeah. want to talk about like this word impact as a two way street, like the player towards the game and then the game towards the player, somebody like Phil doesn't fucking benefit from this and he doesn't yeah. make this, you know, t- transactional like, well, the PGA Tour gives me this, so I give this to the community. You know what I'm saying? I just, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I don't think that, like, if we were, if I were to develop a player impact program, Like, I don't think that it should be a monetary incentive. Like, I think it should be exemptions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you should, because if we're thinking about impact, like, for me, I'm thinking about how you grow the game. Obviously, you, I think grow the game is, like, such a cliche term now in golf. And it, like, doesn't fucking mean anything at this point. But if we're, like, actually talking about growing the game... If you are doing defining a player impact program on what individuals are doing for the sport, and I'm thinking specifically what would be the most beneficial is like, what are athletes doing for their communities, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And because be, like in NCAA, what, like we have uh, an award for that in women's, like, what is it? Like, there's some award at nationals that is given to. Never been, um, know. <laughs> yeah. 
not all of us can be three-time all-american yeah honestly this is some country-ass bullshit not all of us i'm going back to college just kidding i fucking hate school never going back um but you know like i think that makes the most sense because then you're not like you're going to have well, one, it necessarily kind of blocks out the the players that are already going to play in these events. So, like, the fil- the people who don't really need and who are already established in the sport. Mm-hmm. He but can it play gives whatever incent- event he wants to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then you can give... Then it acts as, like, incentivization for the younger players. Or not the younger players, but, like the players toward the middle of the pack, yeah, bottom the of the money list. get into all these, yeah. these events or like could maybe lose their card or something. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, oh, and keep in mind about this too, which this is my third point that really pisses me off about this program. The winner gets $8 million, but the prize fund, the whole purse for it is $40 million. Next Wait, who year? the fuck is fronting that money? Like, what is the pot? It, I don't know. And crazy, the crazy thing is, is that it's already been approved to increase to next year at $50 million. There is no opportunity for any LPGA event to mm-hmm. ever come close to offering that amount of money. There is one time that an LPGA player can play for a million dollars... And that's the tour championship, the bonus. And and then they're talking about now what, like, aren't they trying to move uh, the Dinah to Texas? Yeah, the ANA is is already officially being moved to play in Texas, which it's supposed to do it because of, like, ratings and it'll bring more, you know, fans and all this bullshit. And also put women and people with uteruses in danger because they're in Texas. That is famously removing all rights for women and marginalized people. Like, I am so... I... I, When this... When that happened... Like... When the when the event moved, obviously, you know, Texas, you're a great state. The people that live there are fucking crazy. Dude, I've had some good-ass times in Texas. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I've been to the Dallas airport. Okay, well, Dallas blows ass. Well, uh, Okay, I have had some wonderful times in the state of Texas, but, like, Texas is a state. Y'all got to get your fucking... Y'all got to get with it. Like, I... You know, I don't know what to tell you, rootin' tootin' asses, but, like, this is insane. And I remember, like, the the day when the LPGA made this announcement, I just remember thinking, like, imagine all these LPGA players, like, after the end of the event, whoever wins, being like, I just want to thank the state of Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a, at, like, a, a winner of this event who is going to be, you know, a woman, is going to have to then say, like, thank you for this, you know? It's like, what is this, you know? And I think that, like, you know, this whole player impact bullshit, it's just, like, goes on to further, uh, like, solidify my feelings that you should not support the PGA Tour. (laughs) like well yeah you know it's like there are when uh, people on the lpga still have to purchase their golf clubs just like 
Joe Schmo sitting at home. You know what I mean? Well, like, and also travel, like airfare, oh hotels. Yeah, but equipment like, is just the, the start. And the majority of girls on tour, right, women on tour, don't mean to be paternalistic but or patronizing. But, like, the girlies. majority of folks... My girlies. The majority of the hashtag golf babes on tour are, like... I mean, it makes the most financial sense to stay with host families. Yeah, you uh, right? oftentimes you had to. And you, I had to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I just want people to also understand that when PGA Tour players travel, they rent out homes. Mm-hmm. They rent out um, not hotels. They don't oftentimes a lot of. OK, I'm thinking of like, you know, top, let's say, 25 players. Like, yeah. oftentimes, so, famously, I was just in Pinehurst. My, I don't know if you saw. I was in Pinehurst, and I had a one. A one? Know. What does that mean? I don't, one, I don't, like, I I don't understand golf. golf. What's that? I don't. I hit it in the hole. I thought that you're time. supposed to make more. Like, isn't that bad if you make one? Isn't uh, more better? No. You want the lowest score in golf. Why? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. And more is better. Bigger is better, as the great state of Texas would like you to remember. Except when it comes to vaginas, okay? That's No vagina is best. You know what I'm saying? Like, just Barbie doll, like, parts. You know what I mean? Like, this is similar. They're just outlying uterus, uteri. Yeah. Sam always talks about she has this really funny joke where she's like yeah like we want to go visit Austin obviously that's where the RGC fan is and we want to go visit Austin and also like if we get off if we just step one foot off of the plane in Texas are we just gonna burst into flames because we have uteri (laughs) the raisins like the the inside of our bodies especially below our belly buttons are just gonna like shrivel up like a raisin you know what i mean yeah just um so i was yeah so when i was in pinehurst i was i had this caddy there who was like uh my northern star but he was telling me that when the 2014 u.s open was there which the he's talking about the pga not the lpga that was the year when it was both at number two pinehurst number two the men's and women's event. Um, oh, yes. first. yeah. Don't worry. But um, he was talking about how a lot of the homes in the community were rented out by PGA Tour players. That doesn't happen with LPGA players unless it's like five players staying in one three-bedroom yeah. Airbnb. Like, you know, it's, it's not the same as I used to live in Columbus where that's you know, Columbus, Ohio, you know, near field, blah, 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 Jack Nicholas, whatever. Um, they, same deal at Muirfield, they would rent out it. Muirfield kind of sits in a, you know, a residential yeah. area. Players rent out the homes. Like it's, it's not the same. And so when you have these events that just, or these awards that just further separate the financial circumstances of PGA and LPGA tour players. I hope that a lot of people fucking lose a ton of respect for the PGA tour because of this. Like this is just stupid. 
Like, it's just false. It's disappointing. It's an extreme amount of wealth for no fucking reason. Also, we're in a pandemic, but, like, go off, you know. Uh, I have Logan calling me from the New York State Department, and he's like, hey, do you need food? I'm like, I could use a nice date. Okay, Logan, send me food. But, you know, I, I think it just really goes to show how the PGA Tour just doesn't actually care about making an impact and they just want I don't even know what like I don't even know what the point of this is um well yeah so because that's it's how like, I'm feeling about the PIP more like the pussies in place <laughs> um I don't know don't know we <laughs> pussy is an affirmative word and instead of um what did no, I like, call the pussies in place like pussy up Pussy up, okay? Pussy up, okay? No, what I... I just... It's insane, too, because you have... Like, I'm on Golf Digest on their post where um, they were like, Lefty is taking home. And I just, like, wanted to see what the, like, comments are. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people... There are a lot of people that are, like this is like what the fuck is this like this doesn't help normal tour guys how it just makes the top five percent even richer i mean Um, it's only gonna ever go to players like phil tiger like people that already have extreme amounts of wealth and i know that golf digest chose to put on their instagram phil standing next to a pile of fucking cash yeah like read a fucking room you pieces of shite Read a room. Like, well, I have so many thoughts about Golf Digest. And oh I mean, God. I'm sorry because I was featured in Golf Digest, like one and only pride issue. <laughs> um, oh my God. Check it out. My pinned tweet on my uh, Twitter, which is at Maya Reddy. Go follow me. Say hi. Um, <laughs> I don't have Twitter, so. Um, but I am no, going to make a but, TikTok and I'm going to blow up on TikTok. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. But also, I don't know, like, when you're talking about the the wealth gap, and then when we're talking more broadly about, like, women's sports, a lot of what, like, all of the guys, the keyboard warriors are going to be like, oh, yeah, but it's all about viewership. But then when you look at that, it's not about viewership at all. It's just, like, this continued perception that... I don't know. Like I could write not good at sports. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that sports is always going to be like a male, like it's first and foremost male. And so long story short, you can read an article about this, but um, when you actually look at it, right. Like just the history of sports has always been about protecting like male prowess. Right. Mm -hmm. So and specifically, like, white cis hat male power. Yeah. So when you look back at, like, even men's sports, like, the exclusions, right? When they, they were excluding people of color, like, that that was framed in that it's going to be a threat to the sport. High country and, like, clubs. Exactly. High, you know, places like fucking Pine Valley. Well, and then, like, in golf, like, golf is a really good example of, because of how gendered it is. But now when women are like there is still a lot of like private like there's one in jersey that's still not like pine valley 
Yeah, Pine Valley. They and just then opened what? it up to women last year. And uh, Augusta, Augusta didn't let in a, a female member until what it was like 2012, and Condoleezza yeah. Rice and was, it was the Condoleezza first. Rice. Yeah, yeah, there's still um, here on Long Island. Um, there's a literally there's a golf course that's called the Garden City Men's Club, and it's men only. Amazing, hilarious. But yeah, like. When you look at it in that way, there's always in sports and like, obviously we're speaking more specifically about golf, but there's this kind of like ingrained, we need to protect the male dominance of the sport. And then, so it's like, you're starting off from this inequity. And so once we're seeing like, you know, Nellie Corda fucking kissing, kick, kissing, kicking ass. Oh, we see out what's there. on your mind, bitch. Shut, you shut just showed your ass. Shut bitch. the fuck up. That was fucking perfect. Oh, shut mwah. the fuck up. Um, but no, oh, like d- you see, Nellie, who, like, I don't know, I think stats wise, right, is like the best golfer right now, right? I mean, by far and away. I mean, she, yeah, by far, so like. If you look at, so, it, and a lot of these crazy stats it's just like famously when andy murray was talking in that interview uh when a reporter had asked him what was it something about like the greatest tennis player of all time and he corrected the the oh yeah interviewer when he was like it's serena williams like yeah period so and a lot of these um you know like crazy stats like you look at what jin young ko did when she hit like fucking she didn't miss a green after the ninth hole Thursday of a tournament. No one has even sniffed coming close to that record. Not even Tiger. Not even, like, what people don't realize how good, like, this is a very fickle statement to say, but people don't realize how good women are at golf right now. You know, like, you look well, at yeah. Lydia Ko. Lydia Ko was the fastest person to ever reach the number one player in the world, gender, like, in both genders, in our only two genders that are only existing in the world. Yeah, because famously there are two genders and, you know, the world is a binary and we must adhere to the... No. Um, Gender is a social construct and we think it's bullshit. Just (laughs) putting the record straight out there. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. I grow hair on my chin just like any red-blooded man out there does. Yeah. Gender is a social construct and fuck your turf ass bullshit, JK mm. Rowling. How about um, yeah. Uh, no, but wasn't there, I can't remember this player's name, but there was a player a few years ago who had like stats putting wise, best put, you know, like had best putting NB stats. I, th- I think it had to have been in B Park. She's but, like one uh, of the best putters. PGA and LPGA tour, you know, like both tours. Yeah. And but like still buried, still you see like the the golf digest posts or LPGA tour posts about like the Asian players and you'll see these comments like ripping them apart with like the most racist fucking thing ever. And then you also have like Hank Haney talking shit. What was that? Like the twenty fifteen US Open and he was like being like Oh, it's going to be somebody with a Korean last name at, mm-hmm. I think, the Open, the LPGA, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it was. And it's like... And then a player oh, of Asian descent did actually win, and he tried yeah. to do this whole, like, see, bullshit. It's like, dude, yeah. fuck you. That's why I stole your fucking name and made it better, pussy. It's see? true. Shankani. <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, I mean, like, 
it's hard because when we're starting already from this place of inequality, just in sports in general, um, where like we literally had to have a piece of legislation, Title IX, to like even get close to female empowerment. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, I mean, (laughs) it's like you have these player impact programs that like does it just. Yeah, it's like creating the wealth gap. It's making more people want to focus on the popularity contest of the people that they already like. And then you're going to they're going to be tuning in more so to PGA Tour events. And then like, you know, NBC and Golf Channel and all of that have more incentive to air those shows. Mm-hmm. So it's like completely like a skewed thing cuz yeah. yeah, if you're blaming viewership, you're already like the PGA tour, like the dudes it's are a, creating the structure. Battle. It's a loop. Yeah. Like it really, it really becomes a loop where it's like, well, viewership perpetuates when we show things, but then when we show things perpetuates viewership. So catch 22, yeah. but like, let's keep airing women's events for two hours at midnight to two in the morning in the U S like, and even the majors. It's so hard to watch one of the LPGA majors. And it's, it's impossible like... to watch the ANA when it was on the West coast. But like, if you know, I can watch the fucking U S open 15 times on a replay every day. I can watch the fucking 2015 fucking British anytime, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I I'm yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's really, um, it's a really slippery slope, and I, I I know we've talked about this before, but for the sake of the people listening to this, if you're not going to do something new, like truly new and um, challenging in the golf industry, I do not want it. Like, yeah, if you're not going to be, um, I'm going to use the word capital R radicalizing. Like if you're not going to do something that actually changes, save it. No one, no one wants a fucking, it's just like this idea of people like smoking weed on the golf course. If that's what you think is really changing the game of golf, go fuck yourself. Like, you know, I am really, I think it's just not enough. Like it, it's just not yeah. enough to say grow the game. It's just not enough to um, try to, you know, take an event and put it into a state that's going to get more viewership. Yeah. What are they going to fucking do? Like, you know, I think it's, I think it's just, um, not worth it. Like entities like the PGA tour are never going to go away. They're never going to change, but the LPGA could become something more than what it is. So stop but you need to have events. you need to have the right people behind it. Like, mm-hmm. what was the past LPGA commissioner, Michael. Mike Wan, who like didn't do shit and then was like patting himself on the back for like increasing like the purses for, di- and it was it was like the most minimal increase over his however long his tenure was, mm-hmm. and didn't really do anything impactful. And Absolutely. for me, I'm like. I'm getting my JD so I can be the LPGA commissioner. Um, but it's I don't it's even like know what a dude, commissioner is like what is I'm a commissioner of what? I don't know tattoos. But I do think yeah I think that people like Mike Wan um, and whoever is gonna you know and also like why is there a dude? exactly you know what I mean like that's what what I'm saying like you you, like if you're gonna have a dude be in charge of a women's um 
like sporting tour, sporting association. Like who, what is, why? You know, it's like you need to have, we talk about this again all the time. Representation is the fucking top dog right now. If it comes from an inauthentic, if there's no representation in the leadership, it's already inauthentic. You know, it's well, because like, you're having you're having a dude's perspective on how do you grow the game for women, where like inherently our experiences on the LPGA tour are complete. You know, like the path that we have to get to. Like you and I know this, which like I'm so sorry to the listeners. We never introduced ourselves, and we went straight into our ranting, but. <laughs> They already know. If they don't know, then, you know. Liz and I are are both uh, played on tour. The Symmetra tour is, like, how you pronounce it. Um, And, you know, the Symmetry tour. And what was unsymmetrical was that Liz actually won a tournament. And I (laughs) did not. But I am a three-time All-American. Yeah, yeah. You were... were... (laughs) You were on paper, you were better younger than me. So I think that says a lot. I yes. do think, yeah. I mean, you know, and. But the look, whole path for us is like so much harder because it's like grinding tour on. cards at the end of the year. Ten. Like, and then the only way you're getting onto, you're able to get on the money list to get your card from the Symmetra tour, right? Is you have to grind the fuck away at the Cactus tour and well, I don't know what it's National Women's Golf Association yeah, tour in Florida. Yeah. And those are two events. Cactus tour. I have a lot of thoughts about that. We can do on another Hashtag episode, golf Hashtag golf but, babes. but it's like cactus tour is in Arizona. NWGA is in Florida. Mm-hmm. The amount of travel that you have to do and put up, like the purse sizes aren't that big. It's like you you're, take home two grand, maybe plot twist it exactly. costs yeah. a thousand to play in the event you know I, yeah it's just it's so disappointing top down on the women's side of golf and it is just so like astronomical the pay gap i would actually i would wonder what sport has a larger has the largest pay gap from the men's and the women's side probably Wait, like can... baseball to softball i would imagine or potentially golf or um, the I don't think it's golf but maybe I'm gonna say like lacrosse or like softball you know like a, a sport that has very little women's presence but in the U.S. well so number one it looks like basketball and nba and wnba although wow. i do feel like that's changing yeah because i mean like the wnba is like on top of fucking everything mm-hmm. and i'm the biggest fan of Laisha clarendon because they and what the wnba did to stand behind them and like that's just player it's support. amazing yes. that's player support mm-hmm. and it's also like actually supporting like women's sports right because it it shouldn't be exclusionary based on this bullshit definition of what they think is a woman and also like non-binary gender queer and trans athletes belong in sport absolutely um so like i feel like wnba is you know kind of like doing a lot 
yeah in like a like that's player impact like what WNBA is doing uh in a, they were huge uh in Georgia for the uh getting out the vote in Georgia this year mm-hmm. um like anyways love the WNBA but yeah it's like 8 million for the men and then 75,000 for the women is and that then, the average player salary yeah that's what this website that i'm looking at is Look, saying and- Look, I'm not putting my fucking body on the line, which is part of the reason why I quit. I won a, I won an event, and then that was my last fucking full season, and then I played a handful of events. I'll play a handful of events every year. But, like, imagine working your fucking ass off for, like, pennies. Like, $75,000 to work out, train, travel, all the fucking bullshit that, that you yeah. have to go through for the same amount of money that you can make as a fucking accountant. Exactly. No. That's what I was like. And then the well, fucking. Okay. So golf is right after that between. So these are average player compensation per sport from 2019. Okay. So for golf, golf takes second place. And for the men, the average is 1.2 million. <sighs> For the women. Wait, let me guess. Uh, $35,000. 48. <gasps> like, that is wild to me. Yeah. They make over and then, a million dollars on average more. And then you look at um, tennis, which has the most equity, um, primarily because of icon Billie Jean King and mm-hmm. the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many other folks. Uh, but yeah, tennis, you have average for men, 335,000 and average for women, 283,000, which mean, is like, that's fucking still killer. a lot. That's a huge difference, but at least players can like live you know, on that, have a wealth, you know, have some sort of generational wealth from that. And I think that's yeah. also like, we're, this creates such a rabbit hole of a topic, but like, Think about players like Charlie Woods, uh, John Daly's kid. It's like people that have astronomical wealth like this can perpetuate better athletes just because of resources. Yeah, because they have access to like coaches through, like I'm thinking a lot about how um, like Paris Holinsky, who Mm -hmm. is like up and coming, like it's wild that she picked up the club like so recently is crushing it like wonderful and all of that and you can tell that there's like a lot of access that she's had to the sport and her coach to... is Harmon. she coaches yes. with literally one of the most expensive coaches in the world which has no um paris is very good but like as an instructor somebody who is charges a lot of money does not mean that they're good just yeah, exactly. For the record, book my but shit. But it's hard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah. Jacques Cousteau on Patreon. We will link it in the show notes. Um, but go go get your golf tips on. Um, and Liz is going to give me some tips on my own swing because I have a lot of thoughts about my um, dispersion from this morning. No, um, on your mind, which. Right? 
which feels more appropriately described as depression. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say about about Paris, and I, like, I mean, I think it's really fucking awesome to see this new generation of golfers and like kind of this new take on it. And this, oh, like, so I mean, sick. one Kids of the so cool good. things. So fucking good. And it's super like exciting on with listen Paris, I am jealous of you because I love off-white and I yeah. have four pairs of off-white shoes and Virgil yes. is an icon. And Absolutely. so I love you, but I hate you for that. I'm um, so jealous like, of you. I'm so jealous of you. Also, I no, want to be six feet tall. Same. Like, I lie and I tell people I'm an inch and a half taller than what I actually am. But, like, I want to be, like, 5'10 plus. I'm 5'3", so I relate. Um, But what I was going to say is, like, you have that access to a lot of... And even for myself, like, the only reason why... The primary reason I was able to play professionally was because I have familial wealth. Like, my parents were able to support me. I was able to, like, go to the IMG Academy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest you know, shit I have ever heard in my shit. fucking life. Me and Holly Ledbetter um, hung out on a golf cart. Then I remember this distinctly. And she famously she, does not. She's going who? <laughs> Me? <laughs> who is she? Um, but yeah, it, it's hard because it's like when you want to grow the game, yeah, there's this amazing new generation of golfers who have access. And, and they are kind of like growing the game in that way. And also the the folks there is also a, a you know more to the gener- new generation of golfers who are barred from being able to play the sport because it's so expensive um like you they don't have it's so expensive like every part of the sport is so fucking expensive and like I, you know, I think the first tee is doing like a lot of great stuff. And I, you know, all of the junior tours, kind of like the community junior tours. So like the SCGJ, Southern California Junior Golf Association, and CGG, too many fucking acronyms. Yeah, it's a lot of acronyms that all end in junior golf tour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I mean, like, I think that those, like, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. um, And, you know, like, I know (laughs) my friends over at Hoop uh, are doing this cool partnership with the, and they were telling me about um, some of the initiatives that the First Tee has been doing in Massachusetts. And one of those things includes um, kind of providing transport for the children of incarcerated folks uh, to golf, you know, just like giving them space to go play golf and how about also like that's so mind-blowing but like plot twist it's still the bare minimum Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's it's still and I I feel this way a lot about my like the way that I go about my community in New York I mean my whole thing is that if there is a child person that wants to try golf, they should be provided with every single thing that they need to even just try. And if you don't like it, okay, whatever. Like, that's why I think that communities like, like all these junior golf associations and tours, it's amazing. First tee, it's amazing. The first tee only here in New York, the first tee operates out of a state, um, a city course called the Mashaloo State Park, but it's the golf course there. That is accessible by train, 
you know, bus, like you can get to all these public places by public transit. And that's huge. Like that already brings together such a huge um, net of people that, you know, in my, in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't be able to do this if I was a kid and didn't come from a golfing family. Like, you know, I don't come from, I was, you know, a single income, single family income for 99% of my childhood. And my mom still fucking tooted and booted our asses to, she was like my fucking momager. And we would go to Timbuktu and, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm, I'm glad that our golfing careers and journeys have come full circle from an environment and a world that really doesn't support healthy relationships. Like I think, I think golf can be the most, especially when you're young and you play nationally, I think that golf can be the first thing that, you know, destroys your confidence, your sense of self, your um, ability to do anything on your own. Any sort of autonomy is already eliminated because you have a coach, you have a coach in college that tells you what outfit to wear every day, does your travel plans. So then when you're released into this world of non, not, not like professional golf or whatever, you're just not playing college golf anymore. That's the first time that your reins are off and you have to be able to navigate your future, your future golf self without having those resources. Obviously you can see how having money probably help. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, and it's not like an either or thing. Like it's like, you can, you know, like, the folks, the athletes who have generational wealth and who have the access to these things, like that's fucking awesome. Oh, and fuck yeah. And like what you know, like that's not it's not a bad thing. That's not like something to be, no. you know, like ashamed. Like that's awesome. And like take it and run with it. You have that these resources and it shouldn't like, I think the golf world sets it up as an either or thing. And it shouldn't be because like, you you're know, a private club or you're not. Yeah, it's, you know, it's both like, it's still a fucking golf course. It doesn't matter if it's private or public. I mean, what, like for Symmetra Tour and all of the mini tours, we played dog tracks. Oh my God. But like, like, just like absolute shit. Like your greens were aerated yesterday and you're playing a no, fucking like, tournament. No, like for real, for real. Like, I don't know how many times we would play golf courses that I'm just like, I played better courses in college than yes. this. Like, and you mean to tell me a professional tour that has funding can't come up with anything better than a fucking podunk golf course in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. It's like, you yeah. want to talk about bringing viewers and people, fans, and things like that. Well, then why are you going to play in Southwest Kansas for two straight weeks? We had to do that once. Played in Southwest Kansas for two oh, straight weeks. Oh, like, Vegas. I was in a shitty Vegas course for like two weeks in the middle of the summer. Ridiculous. And I wanted to die. Ridiculous. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, when you start Q school, you play in the desert in, the- in August. The first and you have of Q school at is least- the end of August. And you have at least two guaranteed afternoon rounds. And I remember distinctly from my like amazing outing at Q school where I shot 77 every single fucking day. That's um, such a mood. That is such a mood. Just, I can't. 
Um, I think it's my biggest embarrassment in golf, but... Um, I didn't make it out of stage one. I didn't make it out of stage one either. Such stupid. I remember I played with Gabby Lopez, too. We played... Oh, my God. So Gabby and I played in... We played a lot of college golf together, because famously, SEC. She was at USC, right? Yeah. No, she was, was at Gabby Arkansas. At... Oh, okay. Yeah, Gabby played at oh Arkansas. Um literally the dullest of the dolls and I remember we so we played a lot in college and then when we were paired up for the first day or the first two days um I was like oh this will be great she shot like she beat me by like fucking 10 on the first day and I was like oh my god sick we played golf like four months together or four months ago together Uh, like it was just you know I think that stage one is I mean Q school in general is just such a joke and because of the way that the LPGA sets it up for players, like anyway, that's again, whole nother conversation, but um, because we do need to get to the other topics that we have, because I'm dying to talk about the next topic, but I think that it's the LPGA sets it up in a certain way, just like again, comparatively the tours at the end of the year, you have 10 spots Mm -hmm. to make it to the LPGA tour. You have 10 cards that are given out. The PGA or the Corn Ferry Tour, nice name, but the Corn Ferry Tour has 25 at the end of the year. And then there are residual ways that you can then graduate to the tour. That's why a lot of players that go from the Corn Ferry to the PGA keep their card. That's a huge thing that, again, is a whole topic of conversation that we could have. It's very rare that a lot of Symmetra players that transition up from the money list, yeah. it's very rare that they keep their card. And I think that's really telling because there is no um, graduation. But I think that's also a whole nother uh, topic of conversation. But I do want, again, dying for the next conversation topic. And from here on out, that was our big talking point. Obviously, we spoke about this. This is like such we a have a lot of conversation like this. Well, yeah, this could be a mega series on this is a deep dive on wealth and how Phil Mickelson sucks balls. But anywho, but I played with him once and he was super nice. And we were at uh, members at the same course, the farms in San Diego. Oh, great course. Never heard of it. It's a great course. I think Travis Barker has a house that's like on what the fifth hole. Uh, never mind. Um, no, but like, yeah, if you want to grow the game, it also means like accessibility through financial resources, like just accessibility to resources. And, and if you're not including day. that, then it's not you're not supporting the growth of the game. No. You're not supporting a new generation of golfers that includes folks from all different marginalized identities. Like you're just gatekeeping the sport, which like what point does that serve except to allow the rich male golfers to continue to get to richer? And Look, it's like, at, at the end of the day, the PGA tour, you know, white hetero cis males, and golf are never going out. They're never gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I think that's what people, like, I think I want to make it very clear that when I seriously, not even jokingly, say don't support the PGA Tour, they have enough. You know what I mean? Like, Phil yeah. Mickelson has enough. Uh, a player like um, me. No. <laughs> a player like, no, like a... 
a like, like you and me when we were out there they don't yeah. have enough like yeah. they are having to have good finishes so they can play the following week or you know two weeks from now so I think that's really or even important. pay off the travel and housing expenses I still have charges on my credit card from when I was playing uh, like yeah. I you know you there are so many um like you want to talk about trickle down economy there are so many things you have a trickle down effect what is this Malcolm Gladwell I don't know if he's like the appropriate person Alan Dershowitz that's (laughs) not how you name it Hmm. no no (laughs) I'm just naming people that I get New Yorker alerts about (laughs) I don't read I love that so much um but right like there are just so many things that it's more than just a stupid ass award that's $8 million. It's so much more than a salary at the end of the year, a salary difference, a salary gap. Like it is, there are so many things that LPGA players don't have access to and it all is solved because of money. Okay. Maya. Next topic. But I also just want to say, um, I'm so excited for this. As a addition to the the financial resources conversation, sponsorships for LPGA players, non-existent, but hey, go off Callaway Golf, give a lot of clubs to Colton Underwood, a Uh, bachelor star. An actual stalker, like an actual dangerous person. Put a fucking tracking device on his ex's car, but it was and, a woman. You know, who the was ex a woman. that he did this to was a woman, and now and he, he, he now came that he's out. out. Everything is fine. It's a champ. He's a champion. You know, and you know, I love queer representation as a person who is all about fighting for LGBTQ athletes um, in sports and equality mm-hmm. in sports. Um, but I do have to say, not him. using the excuse of I was closeted as a reason why you made decisions such as putting a tracking device on an individual's car is not how it works. And also, Callaway, if you are going to give shit to queer golfers and like, you know, influencers in the space, why are you giving it to this white cis gay man who is on The Bachelor, doesn't have like really that much connection to the sport, as opposed to like how the, many great just every anybody else. Anybody else. And like anybody else. How many Me. out players on the LPGA tour are there? Hi. Give it to them. You know, it's like Exactly. And we're, I'm just counting me, down the days, or, or, famously, out, or famously, famously as this gay. <laughs> famously me. Um, I, I do have to say that I had a lot of fun playing with my Apex MB <clears throat> irons. Um, and they're blades, correct. Um, I, I really need uh, Cole Young to, to love me because I do play blades and I am a metal wood head. Um metalwood athlete uh but yeah no i mean i think that sponsorships are another part of that and you're seeing a lot of like these manufacturing companies like very very specifically hinge on the dudes and they're just perpetuating the whole kind of like 
PGA dominated golf world, which like really doesn't do fucking anything for us. And on that note, let's talk about the top three players on the LPGA and PGA tour that we would want to make out with. So I'll go first. Are you doing PGA or LPGA first? I'm going to do both. So one, Uh Rory McIlroy. King. Our king. Our our Irish king. Two. Two. Rory McIlroy. (laughs) Three. Rory McIlroy. Because can we talk about how he not only has the best butt in golf, Famously. Um, but he also is, like, a really good dude and has had, like, the best takes on, like, the fucking driving distance bullshit that's happening on tour right now and the How player impact program and, like... Humble. We love a, we love love a hot-ass humble. He Irish also wears boy. a whoop. Get out. Yeah, well, so does fucking Jessica Corda, and I have my I own feelings on her. Anyway, you want to talk about generational golf families that don't do fucking anything for their sports? Anyway, um, yes, Rory is our king. Honestly, when he like Hulk smash ripped his fucking shirt, I literally was like, I need hello. Like, I need to yeah, like I need to have the footage. I need the raw video. Hello, I saw I, I saw the picture and I was like. Gay like who? I am a you know gay I mean? woman who is thirsting, head over heels, in love with my thirsting. partner, and I feel a butt you know, like on, on and it's too on the men on the men that I would like to make out with Sam Hugan from Outlander, because I mean, come on, Nick Jonas, no, no, Nick Jonas, Nick Jonas. And Rory McIlroy, and do not at me because all three of them together. A plus. Remember um, when Nick I Jonas played a gay boxer MMA fighter no. on that one Direct TV show? I don't remember anything about Nick Jonas because I refuse to acknowledge his existence. I um, just, you anyway. know. I think wow. that you absolutely hit the nail on the head with Rory. Like, yes, he is. He's he's not my top. Well, he is my top, but he's not my, <laughs> he is my top in a lot of ways, but he is not my top choice on PGA Tour players that I would like to make out with. And okay, who's you your what, top choice? He's in my three. I do, okay, number one, Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, no. Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. Tommy with Fleetwood. With the hair? Hi. With the hair? Yeah. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> um, the mullet? <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood and his mullet can fucking slob on my fucking knob so hard. Like, uh, he is so wholesome. I'm looking at him right now. He's got it all. You know what I mean? And you know what I love about Tommy Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood would take care of me and my previous experiences, like my previous traumas. You know what I mean? Like, Tommy Fleetwood could justify recognize justify and help me work through my past mm-hmm. unlike anybody else could you know what i mean liz like, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry to like cut you off with tommy tommy fleetwood um but i unfortunately have to leave no and so we're not done oh, i God. know but we can return to this episode um okay. and you know Hi, this has been Maya Reddy and Jock Cousteau. Um, I'm Jock. We are your two favorite hashtag golf babes. 
Um, and we're no, here. I don't. I don't embody that. We're here. I, we're here to talk about golf um, and stuff. Yeah. And you know, we both are former professional golfers. Liz is a, you know, teaching pro, um, and I'm in law school, and I am gay. Um, and <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's those are our only identifying things. Those are our identifying <laughs> things. That's our identity. And you know, to sign off, I have one important thing to say: trans people belong in sports. Yes. Don't fucking say anything else because Period. then you're not actually growing the game, and you Period. actually don't care about athletes. That's right. Not um, my signing off is that um, my second person that I would make out with is Rory and my third is Jason Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love you.